0: Is up. Welcome to Cheers to Beers. I'm your host, Jess Keller Poole, and we have got like a little bonus episode this week um, following this last published one. Um, it is right before Halloween. In fact, it is the day before Halloween. Sawin, whichever way you celebrate. Um, my favorite holiday and time of a celebration of the year. So, of course, you know, we needed to do a little episode on witches and brewing. There's a lot of connection between the two and a lot of history that exists there, and it was definitely worth getting into. Um, by the end of the episode, we really start pondering about maybe some more advanced research we could start doing about this. So if there's any college students out there who want to give us uh, their email so we can access JSTOR for free, hit me up. We'll, we'll give you a free beer class. Uh, listen to the details. It's all. Um, it's all in this episode. <laughs> We started off this episode talking about um, some of our favorite fall beers. So if y'all need a little bit of inspiration of what to be drinking seasonally, we got you. Oh, I'm joined uh, by my co-host, Shauna Cormier. I don't know if I said that already. I mean, we're doing an episode about witches and brewing. So yeah, of course she's recording with me. And we definitely, we cover the basics of um, the relation between witches and brewing and that imagery that kind of exists in our cultural zeitgeist. Uh, But, you know, spoil alert. Um, colonialism and the patriarchy ruins the party again. Kind of the more reading I was doing, the more I was realizing that uh, women, anyone that's not a man is just literally demonized for whatever, whatever the people in power want. So, you know, we definitely get into that side of how women were persecuted as witches. If you want to hear more from us, uh, check me out at just just beer on Instagram, at Shauna Brews, and of course, at Seattle Beer School for more stuff from us and classes that are coming up pretty soon. So grab your best fall spooky beer, cozy up, and get ready for some spooky. It's not really spooky. It's just the the general scary stuff of what it's like to not be... A white man in our society. But that's spooky. And join us. Cheers. Happy Halloween. I'm drinking in Manhattan. Ooh. That's fun. Sorry, sober October. It's okay. I'm almost done. <laughs> it's so close. It's I have like ten days. It's great. It's you're nearly done. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like a Manhattan is, I mean, Manhattan's good all the time, but it does seem kind of appropriate for fall.
1: Yeah, I, like, wasn't into them. Josh loves Manhattans. That's his favorite drink of choice. But all summer, I was just like, how are you drinking this? It's like 115 degrees. (laughs) was like, I like what I like. (laughs) Um, Wherein I just wanted to have, like, margaritas.
0: Oh, yeah. I want a cocktail on ice during the summer.
1: I just love a margarita. I just yeah. can't get enough. of and they're so easy of just, like, a, you could get, like, Hornitos. It's 100% agave tequila. It's yeah. cheap. Freaking just juice some limes. Just stop your bitching. And make some simple syrup. Get some triple sec. If you don't yes. want to buy triple sec, quantra, whatever, just throw a dash of orange juice in there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And... Uh, I would say the other good summertime easy cocktail would be a daiquiri as well. Ooh, yeah. Like, daiquiri is really similar to margarita, um, except just with rum, basically. I I forget about rum, but every time I drink rum, I'm like, I love rum. And then it gets weird. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think it's because, I mean, for me, I just have a lot of bad college memories with, like, spiced rum, like Captain Morgan. And that is like not what I'd be drinking now. Um, no, I prefer unspiced I mean, rum.
1: I mean, I don't love spiced rum either, but like, if I'm in my uncle David's, I we've talked about this. Every time rum yeah. comes up, I bring up my uncle David and it brings me such happiness because, like he loves rum, but he loves a good spiced rum. and it's just like spiced rum and diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> I think rum is like a good autumnal, optimal autumnal. Sure, yeah. It feels like rum is one of those things that's good
0: year. I mean, any booze is good year round. Good point. But te- tequila I- does feel summery. Yes, I also associate rum a lot with just tiki drinks, which also feels mm. summer to me. Mm-hmm. Texted
1: me yesterday and was like, yeah. "He really wants to go grab a drink." Oh, that's awesome. And I was like, okay, he texted me and it's like one of those things where you like see it and if I click on it and read it, then I I like responded to it in my head. Right. Yeah. Never did. but anyways, I'll just invite you to. Cool. Perfect. Um, (laughs) We're like a, we're like a, uh, a joint, like, you know, like in middle school or elementary school, you're like, no, if you're picking people picking teams. Yes. And they were like, no, if you're going to pick her, you got to pick the both of us. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right, we're a uh, package deal.
1: Yeah, like we were talking about going to Bosque
0: Brewing. Oh, yeah. I was like,
1: I was like, oh yeah, Jess, we gotta find a time
0: to go. And I was like, I could go by myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, but why? Why go by yourself when we could go together? Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I was definitely. I was so I've been thinking about kind of seasonal beers too because you know last year, last October around Halloween we did the episode on pumpkin beer and which is just the thing that I think a lot of people think of especially if you're not that into beer and you're just like oh it's fall like time for pumpkin beer I was also thinking like what are other styles of beer though that feel very fall and um, I think I'm just thinking of this because I was putting together the draft list at Aslan Uh, but I think any like any amber lager I'm really into, and I'm sure that's just associated with Oktoberfest. Um, but yeah, something like, like a Meritzen or a Vienna or an beer, those feel super fall to me. This is definitely the time of year where I want to start drinking like brown ales as well. Um, the lowercase. I know. Lowercase they won at GABF for their English brown ale, which is impressive because I like American brown ales more than I do English brown. And so to make a really good English brown, I think, is hard. Because I think there's so many bad ones out there.
1: Yeah, I can't remember the last time I had a good one. And I have no doubt his is good. Yeah. um, I just haven't... I don't think I... Do we have it when we went? The last I haven't been there in a million years that we had that whole... I don't think I've ever
0: had it. I don't think I have either. What a freaking shame. I feel like I just drink lagers when we're at lowercase or drinking their beer. Well, we'll have to go back. Yeah. But like what what beer kind of feels like fall to you?
1: Mm-hmm. I guess I would say I'm along those same lines that you said, right? Like Meritzen, darker like amber lagers, uh I guess that's what porters and stouts start to feel really mm-hmm. Appealing. But you know, I always wondered, I guess it's just the cynic in me. I'm like, really? Like, do we could drink these beers all year round? Is it just marketing? Point. But the ones with like the ones that make sense are the ones that are released around, you know, September. Yeah. Like they are because they've been lagered for a long time and stuff. But like that's <laughs> not really necessary in like you know, modern sort of brewing or fermentation, because we can like control everything. Oh, for uh, sure. So it's just yeah. tradition. It's not marketing. I'm just being a cynic. It's like traditionally we start to drink uh, higher alcohol because we're kind mm-hmm. of bunker. We're like hibernation mode sort of. Totally, Right. And yeah. more filling. So like mm-hmm. those beers are definitely drier. Yes. But then there's the ones like Imperial Stouts, which I love a good non-barrel aged. I like barrel aged yes. too, but I love non-barrel aged like, Russian Imperial Stout is a dream. Yes so dry but yet full-bodied
0: it's just bitter yeah yeah i think that i'm you know we definitely have uh there's like trends not even like trends in terms of the market but trends as a beer drinker of like styles you get into or things you get really into and barrel aged beer is something that i'm just not that interested in anymore it's just Um, too much it it's too much and like you're saying when can you ever find an Imperial stout that isn't freaking barrel age? Like, I understand that's the type of beer you want to barrel age, but can I just get one? That's not, <laughs> it's like with all these like styles that are like, have to be so aggressively that style. Yes. Yeah.
1: Or like over the top that it's like, it. it's almost great that that happens. Cause then people are like, they get tired of it and are like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go and drink. Something that's not so freaking extreme.
0: Yeah, I recently, I don't know, probably like a couple months ago, I was cleaning out my beer fridge because there's just some stuff in there that had been in there forever and stuff that I thought I wanted to hang on to. But as I was sifting through it, I was like, I actually don't want this. And I definitely dumped a few barrel aged beers that I knew I knew they weren't going to be that good. So it's like, why am I even hanging on to this? Uh, but I'm just literally not interested. Like, I don't have the space and I don't have the time for this. So,
1: I think I, you Marie kondo it. I
0: I think you're right. Yes, you and were that's like what I'm gonna tell myself.
1: You didn't. It wasn't bringing you joy. Mm-hmm. You pour. Did you pour yourself a like a little splash of it before you dumped it?
0: I think I did try some of them, and it was like my my assumption was correct. It was like this is just literally tastes like any other fucking barrel aged out that. Anyone else would be making,
1: and that's the hard part about like the seller thing. So like, I was forced to like grossly. I mean, I th- didn't even think I had that much until I brought you all the right. I had, and I was like, uh oh. But like, I dumped a lot because I was just like, or I would taste. I'd be like, this is seems old. But the problem, or like a lot of the um J.W. Lee's stuff, like. Mm-hmm like the old ales or the strong what mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that are barrel aged a bunch of cool barrels, but like at a certain point they kind of all just taste like, you know, dessert. Like and it's fine. Yeah. But like you I think there's a window in which like it just isn't good anymore. Like I just don't really like keeping that much. Of a, what's cool about having a cellar, in my opinion, is that when people come over, you're or when you're having dinner, and you're like, "Oh, you know what would be perfect with this?" Is this? Yeah, yeah. If you're just. It's a difference between having a cellar and just hoarding.
0: Yeah, because it's like right now I just have a fridge, and then at your old house you had those really dope like window seat storage things, um, but it's like if you had a whole room underneath your house where you could just put anything the cellaring would get out of control for me. <laughs> so,
1: you know, we've been looking at houses. Yeah. Yeah. Up north, you know, some places there was just one that had like under the staircase sort of Harry Potter style, like room. Yeah. Rim, yeah. I, I was like, Josh didn't see it. He didn't even pay attention to it. And I was like, oh, this is where my room will be. Yep.
0: Yep. Totally. Like
1: <laughs> super dark, which is a perfect segue to talk about witches. Yes.
0: Yeah. So wanted to do something a little topical because this will be coming out right before Halloween. And I've always enjoyed the connection between witches and brewing and that sort of imagery that goes along with it. Um, And there's definitely a history there. And so I thought it was worth kind of looking into and, you know, delving into that a little bit Um, right off the bat, you know, it's like, four of the most iconic witch imagery, brooms, tall hats, cauldrons, and black cats are, those are like almost intrinsic to witches and are directly associated with brewing. Yeah. Um, which it's just, I just find it fascinating that this is the sort of imagery or like the lifestyle that women had in the 15th century, 16th century, and it's still prevalent in like pop culture when we're talking about witches. So, uh, for those who don't know, um, the broom imagery comes from, uh, brooms being displayed to let people know like in the village or whatever, that there was ale available. Uh, tall hats were very useful in the market When um, it's like crowded and people are looking for where they can get their beer, you got those tall hats, can spot them right away. Cauldrons, that's kind of an obvious one. You're brewing. (laughs) Um, And then cats were always around. Cats are still always around breweries to get the mice out of the grain. Yeah. Um, So it's kind of like, you know, like I said, this imagery that is so prevalent in our culture. And yet, one, people don't know where it comes from and two the fact that it's specifically women who've been brewing and this is all like european sort of history and uh imagery but it's like it's just fascinating to me that not i mean if you're into beer you probably know these things but a lot of like your average person would have no idea that those things are connected
1: yeah, it's like when you think about witches, you're like, oh, Salem witch trials. If you're talking about like just like very modern sort of American cuz like there's witches, like any woman that like had any sort of like, you know, spoke her mind or like didn't, you know, fall the fold or whatever was a witch or like oh, yeah. going to get going to get executed or like mm-hmm. you know, it still ha- it still happens. Like, you know what I mean? Like people, any woman that like just doesn't keep quiet is obviously a bitch
0: (laughs) you know what I mean yeah yeah. and that's why we still use the term a witch hunt exactly exactly going after someone for like no good reason
1: yeah because it's Uh, all like it's all bullshit and it's like uh I think it's it's crazy because all of that all those imageries you just talked about it's just so hilarious because it's uh It's not really very spooky. It's just like commonplace sort of items.
0: (laughs) Totally. not They're not inherently spooky, but the imagery has evolved to become spooky.
1: I mean, if you could think about it, back in the day, there's no internet. There's no phones. There's no, like, toilets. You know what I mean? (laughs) Shit's, like, rough. And you see, like, some woman, like, wearing... She's not wearing her fucking Sunday best, making beer, all that steam, and she's all double Mm -hmm. double toil and trouble fire (laughs) burn and cauldron bubble bubble. you're like because you know they were also saying stuff they didn't know what yeast was so you know they were just saying a bunch of stuff because they thought that's what you were supposed to do right
0: yeah for sure and yeah i think it's also kind of well known that women have always been a part of brewing ever since like Humans society, not even society, like when humans existed, women have always been linked to brewing. We know, you know, Ninkasi, um, a lot of times these ancient gods are also associated with fertility and brewing. So that's kind of like a known thing that it's definitely always been women brewing. And that does come from that kind of hunter-gatherer society thing where it's like the m- men were hunting and the women were in the home. The home, the cave, whatever it was. But what I find interesting, so I, I was kind of looking more into the history of that. Like, when did this shift? Like, what exactly happened? When did women start being called witches because they looked like this? You know, w- what was going on? And of course, it comes back to the Catholic Church.
1: Oh, uh, Jesus. Always. <laughs> yeah. Always. It's always um, a Catholic Church. Screwed up everything.
0: Yeah. So, in the fifteenth century, uh, the Spanish Inquisition began, and oh, this cool. was just yeah, this was just when the King and Queen of Spain decided that they wanted all of Europe to be converted to Catholicism, and it did a lot of damage, obviously, but what which was what was especially frustrating <laughs> is that they are kind of seeing that the Catholic church is just weaseling their way into any industry that can make money. And when commercial trade starts becoming a thing, they're like, Oh, these villages are making a product that like we could do on a bigger scale. Let's kick like, you know, fuck these little villages and fuck the women who are essentially homebrewing. Like let's establish things for ourselves. Let's control it ourselves. And then of course, put men in charge uh, to do it instead. Dude, it's like a classic sort of any
1: industry. It's like, yeah. oh, we can yeah. make money off of it. See a woman who've been doing it forever
0: because right.
1: we're going to do it now because we're men and we know we know money.
0: And what I'm get, the majority of what I'm about to be talking about is um, history from Europe. Um like we're talking about Spanish Inquisition. But so yeah, men take over this trade and they began to control everything about it. The the hours of operations, recipes, profits, and who could make the beer. They just decided that like women are are no longer allowed to do this. And in fact, in 1540, in the city of Chester, England, they banned women between the ages of 14 and 40 from being alewives, specifically because that is your general fertile age. So they're like, oh, we need to take any woman who could potentially be pregnant, get them out of this industry because we need people who aren't pregnant to be doing this and we need these women to just be birthing people.
1: Also, like, dude, didn't people die at like 50? So it's not like you're going to get into the brewing industry at 41 and be like... The 1500s?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you're probably <Wild>. dead. <laughs> yeah. And, but something I do want to... Uh, make a point about is that witches weren't considered evil until Christianity and specifically Catholicism, you know, took over Europe. They were always seen as healers and of pagan devotion. So that was completely separate. And the Catholic church decided to take the idea of witches, decide that witches were slaves to Satan and then just stole the imagery and inserted it into their theology to then create them as evil. So it's like the concept of witches weren't ever associated with Christianity. They just decided to take it, put a new story on it, direct the imagery they wanted, and then be like, now you're evil. And I've got a couple quotes here from this woman, um, Helen Ellersby. She wrote a book called The Dark Side of Christian History. And this first one is, It took the church a long time to persuade society that women were inclined towards evil witchcraft and devil worship. Reversing its policy of denying the existence of witches in the 13th century, the church began depicting the witch as a slave of the devil. No longer was she to be associated with older pagan tradition. No longer was the witch to be thought of as a benevolent healer, teacher, wise woman, or one who accessed divine power. And then following that, As a byproduct of the witch hunts, the field of medicine transferred to exclusively male hands and the Western herbal tradition was largely destroyed. So it's just like it's another really harmful thing that happens that there were like people who didn't follow Christianity who may have been considered witches or just healers in their communities. And there was a wealth of knowledge about like you Know natural medicine and natural healing that completely was erased by the Catholic Church.
1: Do you think that's also a like a turning point? In you know, mo- there's a lot of turning points there, but like when it switched from like a matriarchy or like a sort of co sort of equal partnership
0: mm-hmm. to like
1: patriarchy, I mean, I, the Catholic Church that maybe you look at the history of the Catholic Church and that does definitely prove that, but it does seem. That, like women were revered for doing, for having like certain talents. Yes. B- not just brewing, but like totally. other, yeah. other things. And then once the Catholic church wanted to control them or control whoever, everyone, the whole world, yeah. right. Uh, that they started painting women that way. And then, you know, everyone grew up around a woman for the most part and was like, Oh, these women were actually evil. My mother was evil.
0: Yeah, dude, it's, it's so insane. It's just gaslighting on an extreme level. <laughs> it's it's so crazy. Um, oh, my so, God. like I said, you know, the Catholic Church and is like realizing how much money can be made from this commercial trade, and so they're now seeing how lucrative the beer trade is, and they're taking it from women who have been doing this forever forbidding them to be a part of it all while they are now being put on trial for their appearances, for the way they look, if they're seen brewing, Oh, she's a witch or, you know, whatever. It's like, they're, there's taking things from others and then being like, we can do it, but you can't do it. And the fact that you're doing it, uh, we're going to hang you now. Like, All the while they're setting up monasteries where monks and men are praised for doing it because they're doing it in the eyes of God for God. And it's like, so they can do it because it's in the eyes of God in a monastery. But if you're homebrewing as a woman for your family, fuck you, you're getting hanged.
1: Dude. It's like the Trump administration. Uh, like, yeah, it's like a mic. It's like a, you know, like they could do whatever they want men could do whatever they want. You know, he can Mm -hmm. it's like a framework Mm -hmm. thing right like some people look at the world different ways and which is why you know we have a hard time getting along with other people i say we because we think very similarly yeah but like it seems that you know father knows best sort of mentality like Mm -hmm. papa can Mm -hmm. do whatever he wants the father can because he knows best not everyone else right because you don't know best it's such a you can see that happening throughout all like so many different eras like hitler right like any sort of dictatorship or like fascism mm-hmm. like it's all about control and like silencing people so it's oh my god i have such rage right now i know It's also a witch like- tendency
0: <laughs> it's just also fun. frustrating that it's always been about providing for your family and your community And it just, like you said before, it's like, oh, oh, we can make money off of this, then boom, it's a, it's a whole new thing. And whereas like the roots of it really is providing for yourself and your family and those you love and doing it in the home, like all those things were important. And then that got stripped away and assigned to a small group of people to be done in a certain way.
1: Does it make you, like, this is, I'm getting kind of philosophical, but it's like a lot of the classes we've taught and a lot of the history of beer is on this history, right? I know, on, I know. On the history of people who have stolen it mm-hmm. from other people. I yeah. guess, like, as as a white person, a lot of our culture is um, the culture of stealing.
0: Mm-hmm, Yeah. That's what Which we've inherited. Like,
1: Jesus f- fucking Christ.
0: Yeah. Um, another thing besides like besides women being put on trial while men are allowed to do the exact same thing that they're doing it also kind of gets a little bit more sinister because then there's all this information about like healing and medicine that's been passed down for generations and now all of a sudden that information is dangerous for a woman to have because then they can be pointed at as a witch because they know how like what plants and herbs mix well together and they know how to make like healing quote unquote potions uh to provide nourishment and healings and then that's like all such good information and important information that like they are then being punished for. So it's like dangerous to have this information.
1: That's so crazy. It's like, they are poisoned by their own information. Like, uh, yes, they, and that, you know, it's so, and it's like, they can't talk about it, but like, what if their child's dying? Like, this is back before you could just go to the pharmacy and like get right. Tylenol. Right. You know what I mean? Like, or like, I don't know. Your
0: kid's constipated. I don't know. Like some weird right. shit.
1: Yeah. And, like, oh, my
0: God, right. And like, a little bit earlier than what I'm talking about when um kind of like the more like Roman times when there was still a lot of Germanic tribes, and like the Romans were crazy and going around, it was like a lot of these women in these tribes would have to go into like the thickest part of the forest to find a clearing to brew because if the Roman soldiers found them, like in their village brewing, they would be killed. So, like, Literally, we're just trying to have beer, folks. We're just trying to drink beer. And it was very important in those times for actual nourishment. Um, My modern brain is like, we're just trying to drink. But it's like, it's just so wild that like you had to be so secretive about it or you'd be punished by death.
1: And it's funny because we've talked about like, you know, early German tribes and like how the Romans were like so freaking anti-beer and being all pretentious about.
0: Oh God, wow. yeah, they're they were like, like the
1: ultimate mansplainers. The ul- ultimate, <laughs> they'd be like, uh, "Actually, uh, we're Romans." They're all wearing their fucking Roman outfits,
0: like those gold yeah. things, and those crazy boots, and they're all. Um, um... We know. Uh... We came from ancient Greek society and they all made wine. So uh, that's what we need to do because you barbarians who make beer, not going to fly here.
1: <laughs> They're all talking to some woman <laughs> and wearing rags, like just, <laughs> just trying to boil water. So her family doesn't get like salmonella. I don't know. What do you get for drinking
0: awful water? Botulism. I don't know. Botulism. Really botulism.
1: Just awful. Just awful things.
0: Oh, like my so God. anyways,
1: so, it's like they were that's like, uh the roots of like that's who that like, what beer was, right? And then it mm-hmm. they took they took over and wow,
0: yeah, our world our world's in
1: shambles,
0: <laughs> yeah. and um, not to like make this even more of a bummer, but God
1: damn it, Jess, I know,
0: I know. i this is something that I actually do need to do more reading on. Um, This is something I just kind of skimmed the surface of, so it's not like we need to get that deep into it. But I do kind of want to make a point, because this is about, like, witches and witch imagery, that a lot of witch imagery, especially stuff that comes from the 15th and 16th centuries when Catholicism was exploding, um, a lot of this imagery is anti-Semitic. And it's like, of course it is. And it's like, it was literally like the king of Spain was like, we need to eradicate all the Jews from Spain. So then they're depicting these women that they're putting on trial for brewing as having like, you know, big noses. And uh, there was a little bit of reading I was doing that was saying that some uh, brewers, brewsters, I guess, um, would put a six pointed star on the outside of their homes. Um, mm-hmm. to symbolize that they had beer or, like, that the beer they had was pure because, you know, we're talking about plague times. Um, yep, yep.
1: Yeah, it's, like, just when, <laughs> you know, like, Jewish people have been persecuted for their entire existence. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, it's, like, the imagery used on that was not negative. It was just, like, back in the day, people were just yeah. using it. You know right. what I mean? Like it's not like the six pointed star is exclusive to just the Jewish people. Um, and
0: I was, I was trying to do a little bit more reading on the six pointed star and I'm not quite sure how accurate this was. Cause the article I was reading said that it represented the ingredients of beer and they listed it as hops, grain, malt. They put grain and malt. Okay. Uh, water yeast, but we didn't know what yeast was and then the brewer themselves. So I don't think that's accurate cuz I'm like they di- they didn't even know what yeast was.
1: I'm so curious. I'm just going to do a quick googs. Yeah. So this is cap- captivating um podcast material. Okay, here we go. Sch- Schlegkurla has some historical brewing stuff. You see it everywhere. It's so crazy. The hexagram. So like it's everywhere. It's all the place in Germany. Okay, so it says uh, to indicate to potential customers where food drink was available, houses needed to be marked with distinct symbols. As will be shown later, not only the hexagram was used. So yeah, as you said, it was like used to say like, yep, bruise up. Well, I guess marking of houses happened since like, you know, think about Jesus, when the, the Passover. Yep. Like you had to put, right. was that, lamb's, lamb's blood? Lamb's blood? That's so crazy. I just think it's really cool. It makes me l- like, have faith more faith in like these brewers more than anyone else that they used like cool ass symbols oh also a wreath sometimes was used Mm -hmm. i'm literally just like looking on the oh yeah this image of like a a woman holding a like a um it's such like a paddle you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. like a big ladle like -hmm. they're obviously doing some sort of decoction um and she just has like the like the six-pointed star around her head so she you expands. know the freaking catholics stole that the halo
0: oh there we go Let's i don't just have blame any proof them for everything
1: <laughs> i'm fine with that <laughs> me too because to be honest except dude, this is a little bit of a side thing pope francis did come out saying that he was in favor Of civil unions, same sex civil unions.
0: Is he the current pope or an older pope?
1: He's the he's the current pope.
0: Okay, well that's something.
1: He's he's he also thinks that the world if if you like I don't really care that much, but like the New York Times seems to care about him, so I like (laughs) read what they say. Uh, But a lot of people are Catholic, so it's like it's good to know that at least the leader of that church is. Moving slowly in some sort of direction that's not terrible,
0: yeah, the slowest that could be possibly moved for being essentially the oldest form of Christianity. I can't help
1: but think when we talk about witches and beer and Catholicism, of course, my aunts come to mind um because they're not the good type of witch. Um, are you a good witch or a bad witch? <laughs> well, I'm not a witch at all. Oh, witches are old and ugly Uh wizard of oz in case you captive listeners are um wondering uh they are witches in that they like are stubborn and like have all these weird rules that they've made up in their head but Mm -hmm. they're also catholic Mm -hmm. and they'd be so upset with all this conversation and that makes me so happy so happy
0: (laughs) well i mean i want to say that 90 percent of what we're saying is truth though like we did some research before on this talking on this topic. But like
1: Jess, truth doesn't matter. <sighs>
0: are facts facts? Faith isn't facts. So facts are more than faith. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah,
1: that's the best way to say it.
0: <laughs> as terrible as all the stuff was that we're talking about in Europe in the 15th and 16th centuries. Uh, women, you know, being put on trial and killed for being brewers or being blamed for being witches. Obviously this is something we know about in American history as well. The Salem witch trials are very famous that had more to do from what I know more of like mass hysteria. That's not really directly related to brewing or anything like that, but it is carried over those like same themes. I mean, these are immigrants, you know, Salem witch trials. I mean, that might be like, First or second generation Americans, like, um. So it's like obviously, it's like, or isn't it just
1: like almost first generation?
0: Yeah, weren't they all Puritans? When did Samuel I, I, I was like sixteen hundreds? I, you know what? I gotta look it up.
1: I think you're right, though. It must be you. You're exactly first and second generation. Like yeah. they must have just come over.
0: So it was sixteen ninety two. So yeah, as as much as women were being demonized in Europe. Uh, for brewing and blaming women for being witches is something that happened in america american society even though you know we're colonizers um but the people who came from europe to america and started a new society i guess i don't know they colonized it um yeah they they, they stole it yeah if so first wave of these people pilgrims right What's interesting about it is like these people, though, weren't being like women can't brew because the very first structures that were built in America by the pilgrims included a brewery kitchen. They were still in the mindset of like, okay, well, we got to build homes and figure out what this land's about. So, like, we're going to still need beer. (laughs) So y'all take care of that, please. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And this is something we've talked about, um, you know, Thomas Jefferson being a brewer. And then some people are like, oh, wait, no, it was actually his wife. And it wasn't his wife either. We all know that it was slaves that they owned who brewed the beer. But if we're talking about this romanticized version of it, people are like, oh, Thomas Jefferson's wife was a brewer. She had a wheat ale that she brewed. So, like, there's still some acceptance of women brewing in america um so while the witch imagery and blaming women for like literally anything <laughs> exists misogyny exists uh women brewing was more accepted when europeans came over here wow yeah
1: it's like you're yeah like what's what's thomas Jefferson's wife's name what was her name it's probably like uh, mary yeah it's probably yeah mary or like uh <laughs> Debbie, uh, Debbie. I don't know. Karen. Susan. <laughs> Dude, it's definitely Karen. Yeah, like you you thought she was like in her fucking petticoats. No, they they had slaves
0: oh, God. that
1: that they made make them beer. It's the, the worst thing of all time. We could plug this, read uh, um Dr. J's article about um Peter Hemmings, mm-hmm. who was the actual brewer. At the Thomas yeah. Jefferson Estate, yeah. could you imagine Thomas Jefferson? It's like other people that we know that own breweries and they like claim to be brewers, and you're like, dude, your hands are the softest hands I've ever seen. Like you've not touched.
0: Telltale sign: you've- if you shake someone's hand and t- they tell you they're a brewer and it feels like lotion, <laughs> they are <laughs> a liar. Yeah, dude, you're like
1: you've never even cleaned a toilet. Get out of my face.
0: Exactly. Uh, God. Oh let alone a CIP. Um... (laughs) Uh, Love a good CIP joke.
1: Love a good CIP joke.
0: (laughs) Um, I hope the people that were forced to brew the beer for Thomas Jefferson stole some of the beer for themselves. Good luck to those families, former slave owners trying to brew their own beer. When like, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) that's not going to happen.
1: It sucks that the people who have the least skills and the people who suck the most tend to like be at, at like the 1% or be in charge people. It's just like, what what are you good at, being rich? Cool. <laughs> yes, that's it. Great, I'm, I'm cool at taking a shit, but like.
0: <laughs> cool. Yeah, pretty wild. So I think that if we're gonna be taking a lesson from all of this, is And this is just kind of a general theme for anyone who has been marginalized or oppressed. Um, it's kind of taking back some power in imagery or vocabulary that was used against them. And, you know, I... Definitely, there's like this modern age of uh, like witchcraft and uh, magic practices. It's like very prevalent in our society these days. Pretty accessible. Um, so I just love the idea of female brewers like being like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I am a witch. Like, and yeah, I brew, and yeah, I'm fucking good at it. And I'm gonna wear my pointy hat, and I'm gonna make better beer than you ever can. And so I see it as a positive, you know, and. Um, I can I am lucky to be able to enjoy this imagery because our ancestors suffered. Um, but now I think we can be in a place where we can find some power in it.
1: Yeah. It's like one of those things of like anyone who um yeah, femme, uh who no matter how you identify woman, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um yeah. well, it matters, but I'm saying in this context, if you find some power and solace in this it's it's amazing because it's like these I feel like for a long time I've apologized for being a woman like I wasn't I wasn't cute enough I wasn't small enough I wasn't I wasn't cute enough I wasn't this enough and like and at a certain point you're like wait what am I basing that off of just like societal things and it's like it's okay To wear makeup and be cute and like wear high heels and be this and be very like stereotypical femme, Mm -hmm. as long as you are it. That's that's what you are. Yes, and no one's forcing you to be that. But it's like for forever. It's like that's how so many people were like, I have to be that way,
0: right? To, To feel accepted or feel like you have worth. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like you had because you did that that's like you could if you couldn't get married at a certain point like no one was going to marry someone wearing a bass sweatshirt. shirt
0: <laughs> and right now we have a married woman in front of us wearing a bass <laughs> sweatshirt.
1: i mean like in the 50s if i walked around with my freaking torn up <laughs> torn up jeans we are now in a place that we are it's okay for us to accept this imagery because it's I mean, it's essentially commonplace. It's just like yeah. accepted. People are like, Oh yeah, you're burning, you're burning sage, which I guess is a co is definitely a co-opted thing. Um, you're do, you know, you're, you are now, a witch. it's like, that's easy because no one's going to burn you at the stake.
0: Right. Yeah. We get to like now use these rituals or tools or anything. And, uh, find happiness and find success and fulfillment with it instead of being literally demonized. Yeah. Like think about like
1: trans women who, you know, have been, have never been allowed to be themselves. Like Mm -hmm. really. It's only recent then pockets of this country and other parts of the world that trans women and trans men have been accepted. And it's like, you still, it's dangerous. Yeah to mm-hmm. be yourself no no, no. i mean i said i'm using trans women and trans men as an example but it's also like just be black in our country
0: right yeah to like never know who you're interacting with like how they're going to respond to that or respond to who you are what you sound like what you look like like that's real tough that's just like the most
1: fucked up thing and it just makes me so and i have such it's just makes me so enraged
0: because there's yeah, no excuse I mean, for it. It's no excuse for treating someone no. like garbage. Mm-mm. No, and uh this is why we drink beer. So there's not enough information. You just wish that there was more. Yeah. I mean, again, I was just doing internet research. I could definitely benefit from reading a book. <laughs> um I I just don't know how many books there are on it. That's the Yeah, weird I thing. think the thing would be there, I don't think there's any books maybe specifically about this, but there's probably several texts that all relate to each other. So you'd have to like do some like college level research to kind of put the pieces together which isn't something i'm opposed to
1: no what's that uh website that you you god i always forget that yeah, it's like a
0: catalog oh JSTOR? j store j freaking j store i know i no college students have given us their college email so we can access that <laughs> do we know any college students i that's the problem
1: <laughs> all right listen this is what we're gonna do We're going to offer a a free beer class to college students. Yes. And then what they'll do, what we will force them to do for payment,
0: (laughs) is to give us their college email (laughs) and password so we can access like scholarly archives. (laughs) There might be like, I wonder how much it
1: costs, though. You could probably get a thing, but it's probably expensive.
0: Yeah. Oh, you definitely can pay for it. We're just trying to not pay for it.
1: I mean, what if we emailed the right person and we're like, hey, we're this company, blah,
0: blah, blah. Okay. UW might hook it up. They do some beer stuff.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, we might be able to find someone that could give us access.
0: Yeah, any last thoughts uh, or any other considerations about witches and beer? The only thing I wish that, I mean,
1: I'm sure this is something that's not, we, we focused obviously on European like western mm-hmm. stuff. It would be really cool to then kind of do it's hard cuz I've tried to research this stuff before into different continents like um mm-hmm. it's just a little trickier because obviously like we live in a in North America, we live in the United States. So it's like all our information the way that we look at things. But I would like I'd be interested in if there's a similar similar sort of which yeah. thing.
0: Or, like, how much of it is just, like, colonization taking over societies that, like, you know, where women and brewing were, were beloved and the concept of healers and witches was accepted and revered. Yeah, I can't um, say
1: without a doubt, but it's most, like, tribal cultures or pagan cultures mm-hmm. brewed beer. And yeah. it wasn't until, you know, Catholicism and colonialism that you know, right. things has got all fucked.
0: Yeah. And something else we've talked about too is just like, because so much beer history is uh, focused in Europe, like a lot of standardization and styles come from that area. We just have so much more information from like the Western world and Europe than we do in other places. Um, just because it's like, wh- that is where the beverage was most prevalent. Um, so there's just like not as much information about other places, even though there should be, and we should take it upon ourselves to just research it.
1: Or we just don't, we don't know because we're not, that's not our background. Like there's probably right. tons of information just passed down differently or that we just don't sure. have access yeah. to information or it's just harder to get. Yeah, for sure. Right. Like we can, we can probably get it, but we can need that freaking J store.
0: We, yeah, we need to get on JSTOR for show. <laughs> Start doing something. I thought that was reasoning. another one. It was like Astor. Is. It's like Astor? Maybe. I, I don't another remember. One.
1: I hate to say this, but uh, Al Franken, um, I used to love. Um, and, you know, that's another podcast. But in his books, he writes about, like, a lot of the research he does is from JSTOR and I think ASTOR or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like if the research is like the source material and not just second-hand, third-hand information, which I think is just so important. It is, 100%. I always uh, stuck with me reading it as like a young college kid
0: being like, oh yeah, first-hand primary materials. Yeah, sources. primary sources are so so important because it's from there that we get to interpret and tell our story and attach it onto it. And it's harder when all we have are these secondary, third, fourth versions of this. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. but whose opinion is that based on? And who are the people who said these things originally? Um, there's definitely a lot a lot of other sides that we could get to by you know if you have a different perspective, different background, and you read a primary source material. Like you're going to get you're going to get a different story from it than someone else for sure. So yeah, something, something to be worked on, something to do for sure. But in the meantime, you know, everyone enjoy fall beers. Uh, Do not demonize witches, love them, love the witches in your life and brew with them. Yeah. And happy spooky Halloween.
1: This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween. Halloween.
0: Halloween. 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 In Halloween.
1: our town Halloween. we call home, everyone, everyone to the pumpkin, pumpkin song. Pumpkin. Pumpkin song. <laughs> la
0: la 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 la. La 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> That's just been on repeat in your house. I've already listened to it ten times today, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's gonna happen again because he's waiting.
0: Oh, he's waiting for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. all right well um thanks for chatting witches and beer as always and i'll talk to you tomorrow i guess Witch, please
1: that was a titan cast episode